and welcome to the Scottish Roadscast, a podcast all about Scotland's roads, bridges and motorways. I'm John Hassel. I'm Stuart Beard. And I'm Duncan McKnight. It's good to have you back, Duncan. Hello, John. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How are you, Stuart? All good here. Thank you. Good, good. So a very special episode this time. It is the A96 podcast. I've been waiting a long time for this one, Duncan. I know. We've been waiting a long time. We're very familiar with A96, aren't we? We are indeed. Just to set the scene, this was the uh, second major trunk road that I grew up alongside. Was it? Yeah, well, I'm I'm not far from Elgin. Oh, of course, with the accent. Oh, yes. Brace (laughs) yourselves, people. Brace yourselves. You're in for some... (laughs) Interesting details yeah. from these two. Indeed, this podcast. I, I will be very much like you guys listening at home. <laughs> yeah. We'll be sitting here listening with interest and asking the occasional question. Right. We'll edit out any snoring from Stuart's side. <laughs> no, the, the A96 is, is something very dear to me, but I actually don't know much about it in terms of its history, its background. I've always found it quite mysterious. So, Duncan, you, you were kind of put, in, put into uh, looking, looking this one and getting the, the story behind it, which yeah. I'm really keen to hear. How? Just tell us, before before we get into the guts of it, what was it like to research this one? Because I came up against a dead end every time I, I wanted to look into it. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Okay. The British Newspaper Archive, which we have a subscription to in the archive, mm-hmm. oh, fantastic. Uh, that's been a fantastic resource because one of the main papers they've got is the Aberdeen Press and Journal. So okay. that's been very helpful with all the roads things. Uh, I've got a couple of people to thank who have helped out as well. Uh, thanks to our friend Graham Yule, Yep. Graham, yes, good old Graham. Good old yes. Graham, he's spent over lots of things. Uh, Ian Hill, he's uh, using the British Newspaper Archive and he's uh, using it to factualise Sabre a bit more, so we're getting some more opening dates on the page oh, there. And yeah, Sabre perfect. could certainly use a lot of factualising. Is, yes, is this on their wiki? On the wiki pages, right, yes, okay. no, opening mm-hmm. dates. And uh, a chap called Alistair Henderson, and he was involved with uh, Tractor Shovels and William Tawes on several projects, so he sent oh, over some bits and pieces. So thank you to him. Yes. Terrific. No, that, that's fine. So setting the scene for the A96, it is a trunk road yeah. in Scotland. It is up in the northeast yes. of Scotland. It connects Inverness and Aberdeen, and mm-hmm. it is around about 101 miles long. 101. Right. Yeah. 101. 101. 101. 101. 101. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it connects and it bisects a number of towns. Okay. Uh, so it's got it goes through Nairn, Forres, Elgin, Fockhabers, Huntley, Keith, Inverurie, and eventually Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. And it's got a total of about 10 miles of dual carriageway. And the rest of it is made of single carriageway of varying standard. And it's got some a lot of climbing lanes in there as well. You know, overtaking lanes. Yeah. And it's got a lot of upgrades along it, but um, it remains a bit old-fashioned in places where not much has happened to it. So we might be jumping around a wee bit, but uh, we'll keep you right. Okay. We'll certainly do our best. No problems. I certainly have a lot of opinions on this road and the, the sections of it mm-hmm. as we go through. Yeah. Um, I remember, actually, Duncan, you've been on it many times as have I, but Stuart, you've only driven it end-to-end once. Once, correct. I've used the Inverness to Nairn section many times, uh, but I've only driven it end-to-end once, which was with yourself, John. Yes, that's right. We came from Aberdeen and we went up to... to and I found it quite an enjoyable drive. It did. Mm-hmm. What is this? <laughs> Enjoyable. <laughs> Seriously. It's a very it's very different parts of it. I mean, it starts at the Aberdeen end. Obviously, you mentioned about dual carriageway there. It's yep. actually quite a good standard mm-hmm. at that end. And then it becomes very rural and it becomes uh, quite old-fashioned, quite um, um, arcane in many ways. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are bypasses along it, but I have found myself... You mentioned towns there, Elgin. Uh, you've also it's mentioned Fogabas. And Keith and as well, yeah, goes through. You've been stuck in yeah. all these places right. uh, and stuff like I that. I mean, on so the day that we used it, we weren't in a hurry. No. We were, we were just there to see the road yeah. and for me to get a, a feel for what it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I found it to be a perfectly reasonable rural trunk road, certainly better than the A87 or, or any of those mm-hmm. you know other types of you know, trunk road in the West Coast. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Well, yeah, well, I, well uh, the A96 is one fan, clearly. Um, that's <laughs> that's really good. That's good. Hopefully it's got some more. <laughs> okay. But I'll kick off with this. So um, okay. in my newspaper research, I found a quote from a chap called Sandy Bremer, who wrote in the Aberdeen Press and Journal about the A96. And I thought, I have to say this. I have to say this, uh, this quote. So... It has been said you can spot A96 drivers at a glance. Their furrowed brows, clenched teeth and frayed fingernails give them away. All those winding miles stuck behind convoys of slow-moving vehicles certainly take a heavy toll on the nerves. And few motorists survive the 100-mile journey without at least one close shave with a driver desperate to overtake. <laughs> That's intense. That, that was, but it's oddly true. In many ways, like, yeah. it is frustrating. I don't drive the route end to end or I never really mm -hmm. did unless I've done it deliberately I was always kind of hopping on it either Forrest or Elgin or Keith K question yes do many people drive end to end on a regular basis I think too many mm. people do as a commuting thing but certainly businesses and commercial traffic use it for that mm. reason yeah. okay um, but yeah. a lot of people these places I found Duncan I'm sorry you might cover these things but Elgin uh, Fokovus, Mastodon, <laughs> Keith, they're all kind of dormitories in a lot of ways for either Inverness or, or Aberdeen. Uh, people move to these places actually because it's they, they live there and yeah. then they commute to either it's, end. So it's, it's a commuter road. It is a commuter a road commuter and road. it connects all these kind of places up. So no, not often they're going end to end, but certainly between the towns, mm -hmm. you know. So there's found. a lot to go through, so I'll get fired in. Shoot, so, please. Yep. Stuart, where does the A96 start? Oh, quiz. At the Inverness end. At the Inverness end, at I believe Inverness. it starts at the Inches roundabout. Close. Very close. <laughs> north of there. North of there. What's north of there? Ooh, what is north of there? You tell me. Rigmore. Rigmore. Of course, the, you get Rigmore Interchange. The big Rigmore Interchange. That's the that's, grade separated. Yeah. That's the big roundabout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's Mill Street and Inverness. That isn't A96. I mean, you know, Mills, the, where's Mill Street? The, the one, the continuation of what I thought was the A96. Oh, so Milburn Road. Milburn Road. That's no, that's it. not the A96. Mill Street's from Rutherland, you silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last now, podcast. Which now has average speed cameras <laughs> if you were listening. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway okay Ragmore is so where it starts the, the now the initial start of the the, the 1920s route was uh, just to the west of Ragmore Interchange at the Milburn Roundabout oh and you've got to think back then you know you've got DFS you've got KFC you've got all these things around about it back then this was all rural right. this was all ah, very okay. quiet so it came off what was the old A9 mm -hmm. and it went under the Perth Inverness railway line over the Inverness Aberdeen railway line, it ran along the coast of the Murray Firth. Now you can still see this original route today on satellite. If you look north of the railway, mm -hmm. you can see this abandoned bit of tarmac that ends at the Raymore Interchange, and yeah. that was the original route. Now that huge retail park is it the Inverness East retail park, the one with the huge Tesco and all that? Yeah, the Inverness East Seafield. Yeah, when when did all that get developed? Then we'll we'll get to that. Oh, sorry, we'll get sorry. to that. Sure, <laughs> I know, I've, um, I'm curious. So as this. Well. <laughs> this route going over and under the railway, this proved a bit of a bottleneck, and there are sections where the route started to slip into the into the Murray Firth, so oh. a bypass was needed. So this was the Stonyfield Bypass, okay, and this was opened on the 19th of November 1968 on a design by the Inverness County Council, and it was built by J. Miller and Co. Oh. So this was a single carriageway, and it was one bridge going over the Perth and Inverness Railway, and it joined up to the existing in 86 at Allen Fern which is just right. along from the retail park where the road goes all narrow. And back then, this was all rural. One bridge over the railway line, nice big straight bit of single carriageway. Uh, a little bit of uh, time goes, and we have the A9 constructed. So that was the, the new start of the A96, was coming off the roundabout. And uh, again, it was still rural, it was still single carriageway, and it was built with reflector curbs again, which we all like, <laughs> reflector curbs. <laughs> um, and in the 1990s, 
the retail park in the Seafield business area that was uh, constructed and they duelled a big bit of the A96. So, yes, because I was going to say there's a tiny bit of duelling at yeah. the Inverness end, and that was done in the 1990s. That when was, was completed open. in September 1997. Oh, gosh. Which wasn't was too long ago. Uh, that was Highland Regional Council. We don't have a contractor for that section. Right. Okay. But that Fair was enough. the that was the dual carriageway. I did. I did. There. I didn't know that. This is terrific. Right. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that either. It was a bit of a mystery. I thought it was a bit earlier than that. Right. Okay. Um. So that's what we've got today, mm-hmm. and we've got the Smith and Clodden roundabout, and I remember this being built in around two thousand and six. Yes. So that comes off the ninety six. I remember that too. And yeah. uh, that was the that was the big bit of improvement. Now throughout the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties, the ninety six to Nurn was quite narrow. Was quite slow. A lot mm-hmm. of nasty wee accesses on it. Um, and by the time you know, the 1990s, 1980s came along, we had a big new section of A9 down to Ab- the, um, Aviemore in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Take you half an hour sometimes to do half of that distance to get to Aberdeen. Um, and the Scottish Development Department realised they had to do something with this. So a large section past the airport from uh, where is it, Murrayston all the way up to the Gollanfield Railway Bridge. Yeah. Past the airport, all of that was reconstructed in the 1990s so we've got it starting here around about 1988 and it was completed around about 1992 there was about five sections running past here most of this was highland regional council and crouch and hogg did the section past uh, the airport mm-hmm. did the design for that so george leslie morrison's and william taws were involved with the rebuilding of these sections okay. so that's when you suddenly when you're driving one and it suddenly widens out Going past the airport. I know the bits you're talking about. I know there's some quite straight sections of the mm-hmm. road there. Very straight bits as you start closing in on Nairn. Yeah. Uh, but did they not alter the route? I, I remember um, they created an access for Inverness Airport. They did. Yep. They constructed a new roundabout and a new road round the top of the runway in 2004. Oh, I, I think it was around about yeah, It was the time. early 2000s when there was a bit of road improvement. I, I do remember it going in. Um, I actually think I was driving at the time, so it was possibly about 2005. Yep. So, so we had that put in, and that gave us a nice modern bit of uh, carriageway going past yep. there. Uh, and then we go over the railway line. Okay. Now, this is done on a big sort of box, girt, box structure. Now, this was completed around 1974. Uh, this was designed by the Inverness Kent Council and built by William Tawes Limited. Okay. And it replaced a rather dodgy level crossing. I mean, they've heard several newspaper um, reports about how trains were going past and the traffic lights weren't even working. So this was quite heavily <laughs> so needed. So you're taking your life in yeah. your hands there. So <laughs> it was pretty much like, yeah, an ungated crossing. You just had to look. Just had when to... did you say that was? 1974, 1975. Okay, all right. So okay. a bit late to get that bit finished. Well, it was still the 70s, mm-hmm. so anything went. Um, <laughs> so so the, the carriageway narrows back down, and we then enter Nurn. Okay. We're into Nurn. Now, uh, Nurn uh, can be fast to go through off-peak. It can take about five minutes to go through it. They've added a lot of traffic signals to it to try mm-hmm. and speed things up. Um, during the summer, whenever an Inverness goes, let's go to Nurn for the day, yes. it completely chokes up, it and is... it can take a while to yeah. get through, throughout mm-hmm. peak times as well. It is like the Cornwall of that part of Scotland. Everybody goes there. And uh, I, I think you're saying with the traffic lights, you say put traffic lights in there to speed things up. Uh, I, I have, even on off-peak times, I've found myself sometimes caught in there, but I have been caught at those holiday times. Yeah. And it has taken me sometimes about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and, and even though there's like roadworks and stuff like that. 
Uh, interesting fact about Nen with my dad had actually broken down in the same place twice in two separate vehicles in Nen. Oh, just, just yeah, just at the uh, the bridge. There was a building there with a car that was kind of sticking oh. out the side. Oh, of it. I remember that. And he broke down in two separate vehicles right at that same bit. So there you go. So shout out to my dad there. <laughs> anyway, onwards with the Nairn story. So uh, in Nairn, it also goes under the railway on a big bridge. Now this was constructed in 1991. Uh, this was ScotRail civil engineer, and this was built by Morrison's. So this takes the A96 oh. over the over the road there. Okay. And then we leave Nairn at last. Or depending on how long it takes you. <gasps> oh, you've been stuck there. Oh, shocking. <laughs> and we, nice place. Yeah. We, we, we joined the Aldern Bypass, and this was opened on the 3rd of July, 1987. And this was a Highland Regional Council section, and it was built by Morrisons. Yeah, it does feel quite modern, that section. It is. I've been yeah. along there. Yeah. I've heard in the newspapers there was a, a big celebration, a big party when it opened <laughs> for, uh, for the bypass. Uh, now, the Inverness to Nairn dueling is... Mm-hmm. Uh, on the go at the moment. So that's a new bit of dual carriageway that's being proposed from Inverness all the way up to a bypass of Nern. And it's also going to bypass Aldern and tie in at Hardmuir. Yes, I've, so I've seen this. You're right. So it is a by and it's a complete dual carriage. It's like expressway it's standard. It's a big expressway, yeah. yeah but, um, it's, but it's not a special road. It's a it's the A road. But it's it, it looks good. They've got some visualizations of this and mm. stuff like that there. But that, that whole section, just while we're on that, that is definitely the busiest part of the, of, of the United States. Oh, I always remember when you get past Nairn, you really couldn't overtake because <laughs> there was always so much stuff coming the yeah. other way. I yeah. mean, it's it's like the M77. It's a commuter corridor. Yes. You've got places uh, all around it that feed in every day. Yeah. You get places like You know, I, I've actually been stuck in that Inverness to Nairn section as well in traffic. Yeah, so it was a Saturday afternoon, maybe oh. almost 18, 20 years ago, um, and I was up there visiting someone, and we had gone to Nairn on the way back. It was chronic. It was yeah. absolute. It statement. can be quite slow. I found yeah. that it, it moves, but it's just slow. Yeah, it takes a bit of time, and a tractor ruins everything. Oh, I know. But what I always find that people moan about the tractors. Fair enough, the farmers have got to do what they've got to do. Um, but they, they don't stay on the road that long. They often come on and they, they're just going from one Lots end. Lots of little accesses on and off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm, I've not got anything against the tractors. Yeah. I just want to specify that. So beyond Audern, uh, we've got our first climbing lane that we encounter as we go over the border into Murray, I think, yes. from Highland. Uh, this was completed in August 1991. So this is the westbound overtaking lane going up the hill i think it's called the uh, the fed and bray i believe it's called i've never known it to be that all it's, i remember is that everybody drops a gear and desperately tries to get past at once it goes past fed and farm yeah so it's named after that hmm. um and then we've got brody have you been to brody yes i've been to brody I castle i like brody um this i've bought some nice it's, things from there that that section there uh has a 50 mile an hour limit and I yes. think as far as I've ever driven the road, it's always been 50. I always remember that bit, you had to drop down to 50 miles an yeah. hour, Brody. There's a lot going on. Yeah, no, there is. No, it's, it's, it's an agreeable speed limit, yes. um, to be honest with you. But that's just something I always think of at Brody, oh, the 50s there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite nice. So going on from there, we've then got the A96 going over the River Findhorn. Beautiful yes. bridge. Beautiful bridge. Indeed, we had a <laughs> social post about this not too long ago. Yes. Yeah, so tell us a bit about that then, Doug. So the history of this, this was formerly a suspension bridge, and it was essentially a sort of big, two big masonry towers on each side of the river with a big uh, cable going between them because of the violence of the river when it's in spate. So they built a suspension bridge. Uh, right. This was completed in the 1830s. Okay. So uh, this was replaced in May 1938 with the current structure, which is a big, uh, with a big arch going over the river. 
Right, so that lasted then for what, 100 Just over 100 years. Just so about 108 years, so it's 1930s or something, whatever mm. it was. I never knew that. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, a, po- there's yeah. a postcard floating around of the old yeah. bridge as I well. know. Yeah. Yep. It's it really is. Spellbinding, this information. And did you know as well that when there was a flood mm. at, at some point in the 70s, I think? The, so. the the maximum height of the river is is engraved. It's engraved the on the bridge. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Someone on social media pointed that out, and mm-hmm. it was quite interesting to see the picture. That's really good yeah. to get some some engagement. So yeah, this this new bridge is there. So this is the obviously it's kind of kind of pretty normal looking kind of concrete bridge that we've yeah. got there now. Um, it was designed by Blythe and Blythe, and Murray and Nairn County Council had a bit of involvement with the design as well. Mm. I know this because there's lovely plaques on each side of the bridge. Terrific. Uh, showing you the dates. And it was constructed by A.M. Carmichael, and the steel was done was taken up by P. and W. McClellan from Glasgow. You heard of them? I've heard of Carmichael. They Carmichael, yeah. Carmichael, yeah. Carmichael done something with the fourth road. A.M. Carmichael. Um, mm-hmm. They also did some with the M8. They went bust when they were building the M8 Livingston to Newbridge section. Oh, oh were they? And oh, then right. they were replaced on that by <gasps> Tarm- Tarmac. No, it was Logan, and then it was Tarmac. And then it was Tarmac. It? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so this bridge opened in May 1938 and it mm-hmm. survived and it chugged along nicely until there was a deck line failure in 1988. Uh, so there was a bit of panic, a bit of temporary traffic lights and uh, the bridge was refurbished in 1988 and 1990. Mm-hmm. Again, Blythe and Blythe were the main designers of this and Fairclough won the contract. So they built a temporary bridge where the original suspension bridge was to go over the river. Oh, Okay. Uh, so that's how they kept things going. And it was reopened in 1919 March. Yeah, because I was going to say, I never remember any works <laughs> being on it. It's pre kind of MMI times. Yeah. But okay. And then we've got uh, the Forest Bypass. This is the bit, the oh. mysterious <laughs> bit of road that I always found was very odd. Well, because it was this... the only, it's a section of dual carriageway, technically speaking, but it's only one one lane in each direction. I'm mm. like, who done this? So this mysterious road, this right. section was opened on the 21st of September 1988, and it was our friends from Glasgow, Baptist Shaw and Morton, okay, who were the designers of this, and it was built by Morrison's, and oh. it's got that that dual carriageway in the middle. Yeah. And a fun fact: six thousand trees were planted for landscaping. Oh. That's good. Quite impressive. That. that offsets its kind of a carbon thing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I know about that is they actually moved the railway station. When they done that job, um, the, the old station building in Forest, you know, it, it is, as far as I know, still there, but they actually relocated the railway station, I think, as part of those works. That's the only thing I could kind of find out about it. Right. And if you go past uh, Forest Railway Station, you see it's a more modern construction. I, I've, I've criticised it in some ways. I was like, why not just make this a full full on kind of dual carriageway mm. but i thought to myself maybe they you know they maybe it didn't, didn't justify it, it and we, we wanted that central reservation there to make it safer and yeah. have people turning across it mm-hmm. um so moving on from fours we've got another climbing lane at alves yeah and this goes eastbound up the hill so and this was opened in 1993 and this was designed by Grampian Regional Council. I don't think we mentioned them on the podcast before. We don't mention them often, actually. No, we're not they're often in the North yeah, East. Aberdeen, Aberdeen Shire. So they did, we're going to mention them a lot because they've done quite a bit of work. Oh, in the okay. We're barreling towards Aberdeen. Yes. And, uh, this thing, I, again, another 50 limit, as far as I know, is going through Alves. Going well. through Alves, but it yeah. goes NSL going up the hill. It does. The climbing lane. And then we go through a nice bit of forest going up to going into Elgin. I quite like that forest. I do as well. Very twisty bit yeah. of road, a lot of double white lines on it. Yeah. it reminds um, me of the of the Batman movie from nineteen eighty nine when he's going to the Batcave. Does it? Does anyone else get that, or is that just me? 
Then it's just you. I right, think okay. it might just be you. You know, there's been that many Batman movies though. You could easily uh, be Duncan, I think, would be more like the Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, and Robin. Absolutely, yeah, that type I think that, Yeah, because yeah, up, up my own, that'll be the, <clears throat> the most recent version of Batman you've seen, isn't it? No, no, sure. <laughs> we're not having anyone <laughs> no, 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 like that. There might be lots of people <laughs> listening from the Highlands who think, no, we're not. We're not. Sorry, like Central Belt guy here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, don't, don't worry. There's two of us, Duncan. Um, okay. <laughs> so yes, um, the the lovely bit of road that goes goes through the woods there mm-hmm. as you're approaching Elgin. Mm-hmm. My opinion on it: uh, I learned to drive a lot on that particular section. Couldn't get past anyone. Absolute nightmare if you it's got double white lines. Double I think, white lines everywhere. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it is a very uh, scenic drive. It is, and it has this very funky building as you go towards it. So it does. I think it used to be a restaurant. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. I mean, a funky building. A funky, <laughs> Please, what, what, what determines whether a building is classified as being funky? It's just unusual. Um, okay. it's, it's all kind of like this wooden building. I don't I can't, I don't know what it is now. I should have looked it up. You, but, uh, I think you have to drive the Intersex to see it if you want Absolutely. to have a look at it. Okay. Um, coming up to Elgin, we go over the River Lossie on the Sheriff Muir Bridge, and I found mm-hmm. a date of September 1959 for this improvement. It replaces an old bridge, which you can see in the north. Yep. And this was a Murray and Nairn County Council section. Okay. And we don't know the contractor. So moving on, we've then got Elgin. We then enter Elgin, yes. the home of John Hassel. <laughs> well, near, nearby. <laughs> nearby. Nearby John Hassel. Yep. Now, this is one of the places that has been screaming for a bypass for ages and ages and ages because it goes through the middle. Well, yes. It used to go through the middle of Elgin. That's right, and I remember when they, well, do I, I remember them pedestrianising the high street. That's the old road. The old road, but I do believe, this was early 1990s, that the the kind of town centre bypass was all open, but I'm sure you're about to tell me this. Yeah, so So the original road ran through the high street, as John said. Yep. And on the 21st of April, 1981, Grampian Regional Council and Morrison's constructed the Elgin Relief Road, which runs round to the north, which is a wee curve round. It's got a wee pedestrian bridge that goes over it as well that's right i've taken photos from that bridge yeah. and i've seen photos of this i believe in the um land collection or lane collection that we were looking at so oh, yeah. Yeah, interesting yeah uh so after you get through elgin there's a lot of roundabouts in elgin after you get through here you've got the Landbride bypass i have to check my pronunciation of this Landbride. Landbride. Yeah. And this opened in July 1995, and this was William Halcrow and partners who did the design mm-hmm. for this. Uh, a wee fact about this, uh, it was the bypass itself was meant to be phase one, yep. and phase two was a, about a mile of dual carriageway coming off uh, up the hill to the east. And of course, this was dropped. Why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just looking at that would have been brilliant. But there's, um, yeah, I don't know why, because it is a bit of a, it's a bit of a hill climb getting up there. Because there was an improvement that happened earlier on at Loch Orr, and this mm. was built by William Briggs, and this is the Loch Orr diversion. So there's yes. a new bit of single casualty there. And that's where there's an A phone box next to the yes. road there, I believe, if my memory serves me correct. One I, of the few ones that are remaining. That, that's right. Uh, it, they, I think they call it Threat Planned because there is a, a scheme that was proposed quite a few years ago to straighten that section of road out. Right. Um, but just just in that area where the AA phone box is, but I don't think it's come to anything, to be honest no. with you. I'm, I'm kind of just going off the top of my head now. It's interesting, you mentioned the Lambride bypass, which is kind of between Elgin and Lambride, uh, and you mentioned all these roundabouts in Elgin. I remember it getting to a state when I was living up there in the, in, you know, in the 90s and the noughties. There was a new roundabout going in every year. Was there? Uh, Elgin is basically creeping east 
constantly. Yeah. There is also a new roundabout that they, they put in a couple of years ago between Lambride and Elgin, which serves a new Eurogarage services. Yeah, I remember that being built. Yeah, yeah. so um, that's that's just some things I'll chuck in there. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a scheme which we all like in the archive, the Fockerbus and Mostolic Bypass. Stod- oh, yes, Fockerbus Mostolic Bypass, yeah. yes. Uh, Scott Wilson, our friends, mm-hmm. had some involvement in this, and this was constructed by Morrison's. Yeah. So you've got a bypass around the... Is it the south? Of- it goes south of Mastodlock, and it kind of goes slightly to the um, north, north of Fockerbus, and it, it utilises the existing Spey Bridge. Yes, it did. It does indeed. We'll get to that in a second. So the Mostolic bypass opened on the 27th of September 2011, and Fockerbus opened on the 31st of January 2012. So these had been on the books for a while. A, a lot of the A96 schemes were um, ditched. Yeah. in the 1990s uh, road review and that was mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of other stuff ditched as well so these are finally getting so approval and moved i i just want to mention something here about this stuart and i a number of years ago um met a, a, a really nice chap he stayed up in i think it was kilsai and he worked for uh holford's the architects yeah. consulting architects they had and it was his last job that he worked on he he done uh, work for that uh, for Kubus Mustodless Bypass. Andy Talach. Andy Talach, mm. and he said he remembered going to the inquiries about that, and everybody was screaming from the rafters saying, "Why don't you just make it as a dual carriageway mm. through here?" Because, because it's, it's W two plus one. It's W two plus one. So you guys have taken this, and can I just say, it is beautifully landscaped well, as it, it goes past. It was at Gordon Castle. Yeah, um, and it goes past there. It's so beautifully landscaped. I mean, just to think. You know, I've seen all these dueling proposals, and they think, "Oh, we've just built that, and then they're going to have to widen it again." You yeah, know, to put it through there. So, uh, no, um, old friends, Halfords from Glasgow, Halfords, Halfords, not no, not the not Halfords, Halfords. Oh, that's what I said, <laughs> Halfords. I was going to say they come around and fix your windscreen wipers for you. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, that's enough advertising for them. So yeah, fuck up Mastodlock Bypass. Um, it was around about at the end, and and then we start going towards Keith, and there's yeah. another two plus one. There's isn't the there? Of course, we've got the bridge between the two bypasses. That's the Spey Bridge. Oh, yes. Now, this replaces the old Thomas Telford structure, which this is, is next, built in... next to Baxter's. Yeah. Yeah. Built, <laughs> it was built in 1809. It's a beautiful bridge. Big arch going over the river. The current bridge is a big uh, two-span box girder structure. Pretty much an identical copy of one near... Is it Craig Ellicky? Craig Ellicky. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fairhurst the also designed. Yeah. Yep. So, Fairhurst were the main designers of this, and this was built by Cleveland Bridge and William Tolls had a bit of involvement as well. And okay. this was opened on the 25th of May, 1972, so it turned 50 not too long ago. Oh. Well, it's, no, it is interesting, that one, mm. like I said, on yeah. the other bridge. But as it's a, a copy of the one near Kregelike, Kregelike is, of course, actually very yeah. close to where I come from, so yeah, that's fine. Both of these bridges were delayed a wee bit in the opening because of we've got the medicine committee rules for box girder structures after a failure in, was it Milford Haven? Stuart, and Melbourne, the and Yara Melbourne. and Melbourne, yes. Yeah, so there was a bit of design revisions and checks. That okay. Cool. So it was a bit delayed, but we got it eventually. And then, John, as you said, after Fockers, we've got a very long climbing lane going up the hill. Mm-hmm. And this was opened in 1990 in November. And yeah. this was one of the first climbing lanes as part of a bit of a, a route strategy to say, well, how can we speed this route up a wee bit? Yeah, so reduce all these climbing lanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I R- think route strategies were very popular with the Scottish office in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Most of the major trunk roads had one to an extent a68 a7 a9 had yeah. many mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and i think john you'll agree with me after Fockerbers, if you're going all the way to aberdeen it becomes the road becomes quite 
quiet. It does become very quiet. Um, I, I'm just going to mention as well, there is an old ghost bit of carriageway you can still see here. When they done the Fokkebus Masolik bypass, a bit of that climbing lane that you mentioned on the other side of, of, of Fokkebus was actually mm. chopped off. And you oh, can yes. see it now. It's a, it's a dead end. There's a dead end. It's basically turned into a bit of a street. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I remember I remember because it was always terrific to get past people on that. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. It, it then get. I, I find it the, the section towards key. Yeah, from that point onwards, because the A98 plugs in there. That's so I a lot see, of most of the traffic is up there. A lot of people go off that way at that point, mm -hmm. um, and then kind of between Fokkebus and Keith, it's only your strategic traffic yeah. or people or your maybe locals, or locals going to these things. Mm. And, so yeah, they've mm. got a windy bit of road as you go towards Keith. Uh, we then pass through Keith. Yes. Uh, now we've been. They've been wanting to bypass Keith for some time because it's got a bit of a nasty alignment going through it. There's a couple of narrow bridges as well. That's right. Um, the, this has been proposed since the 70s, and this bypass, which is a wee road around the south, this was binned in 1997 oh, when there was a bit right. of revision going on. Yeah. We've spoken so, about that a lot. Yeah. Was that a dual carriageway, or was it just a single? It was just a single carriageway. I think it had a roundabout in the middle. Right, so it was okay. similar to Huntley. Right, if it's going around, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I can see roughly where you're going to go. So they did always plan a Keith bypass then, because I know yeah. Keith, Keith, I remember being kind of around these parts, they did campaign for this. Yeah, you know, oh, I've, um, I've, there's the pictures and things in the in the newspaper reports of this is what it's going to be, it's going to be coming, this is going to be coming, there's a bit of delay, but it's going to be coming. Oh, and then no, it's oh, not anymore. <laughs> poor people of Keith. Yes. Um, so yes, I, I know the A96 goes through there and uh, it turns up. Along what a street called Moss Street that goes along Moss, street. Moss street. I remember that. All right, and uh, yeah. Mm. So okay. along this this sort of rurally sort of hilly section of the road, we've mm. got several overtaking lanes that were open uh, throughout the 90s. Uh, we've got a lot of realignment that happened at uh, Coachford in 2005. You remember this being built, John? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, an overtaking lane that went in there. And yeah. I, I think. They took out some nasty, but I think it's it's a bit up and down that section of the road. But I know the section you're talking about. Yeah, it's incredibly quiet though, because I is. came across that quite a few times. There's nobody there to overtake. It's so, like it's yeah. like the the Dromochter Pass of the A96. Yeah. Really, this long section. Uh, we've then got overtaking lanes at Ashgrove and Bin Hill. These were completed in October 1992, again mm -hmm. as part of the strategy uh, study, and that takes us to Huntley Bypass. Yes. And this opened on the 22nd of September, 1978. And it was built by Fairclough and Grampian Regional Council were the designer of that. Okay. Uh, there was a wee advanced contract because it goes under the railway on a very low bridge. Mm -hmm. And this was built by Mears Construction. And this was a bit of advanced works that went on. It's a fantastic bypass. Uh, when I was going to Aberdeen, I'd often go from Dufton over the road called the, uh, was it the A920? A uh, and that would actually connect directly onto the Huntley Bypass, and, and that's where I'd often be making my journey towards Aberdeen. Oh, so right, there okay. you go, the road over the moors there. Very, very mm -hmm. uh, quick road, actually. Yeah. But no, yeah, Huntley Bypass. So it's one of these towns, again, Huntley's a funny one because I, I don't ever go in it because it had a bypass. A very few times I'd actually been into Huntley. Have you been into Huntley, Duncan? I've not been into Huntley. I've been round it. Not well, there you it. go. The bypass is doing I'll, its job. I'll have then. to go in and visit it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, after that, we've got several miles of not much happening we've got um <laughs> yes. we go past my favorite junction called the oin fork i love that the oin fork, fork. <laughs> mm. and then we get to uh inveramsey bridge okay yes bridge. so a bit of a story here isn't there there is a bit of a story now the 
original A96 did a dogleg zigzag bend under the bridge. Yeah, so remember we and this was quite a, lights there. This was quite a low bridge, so yep. there was a sort of guidance for trucks going underneath it. Mm-hmm. So there was traffic lights there. Now this caused problems, queues, delays, <laughs> and they were wanting to do something about this for some time. Yeah. And eventually, uh, in on the 18th of March 2016, Balfour Beatty built the new bridge over the railway. Mm-hmm. So it's a big box that goes over, and they retain the old bridge because I think it serves a field or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Scott Wilson, I think, had some involvement with this as Terrific. well. It, it is. I always feel like that that actually can save you peak times. You can get caught there for quite a while. That saves you about ten minutes. That. Yeah. Um, the only thing I've always felt with that is how is that going to work if they have a dual carriageway the road? I thought, oh well, you should have maybe dueled that one there, but I'm I'm sure they could split the carriageways or do something. Yeah. I'm not sure what your thoughts something, are on that. Something something like a double deck bridge. Something cool like that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking um, that crazy, but yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, so from here on, the mm. A96 is on a modern alignment all the way to Aberdeen, where it finally ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first stretch of this is Inverurie Bypass. Oh, yes. And this was opened on the 7th of December, 1990. Yeah. And this was Grampian Regional Council, and it was built by Tractor Shovel Tours, because this is after they merged. Tractor Shovels and Tours merged together to make Tractor Shovel Tours. So they built the single carriageway to the north and about a mile of dual carriageway from the south. There was a brand new bridge as well, wasn't there? A bridge over the River Don as yeah. well. I very, I mean, I was two in 1990 <laughs> and I, I do remember my mum pointing out the old bridge as we were going over this when I was very, very young. All right. So I, um, this this was done obviously in my lifetime, but I do I do remember this being a very new section of road, mm-hmm. and then of course you know a lot of work went on in in this area. Uh, Inverurie's okay. I've I've been into it a few times. Um, I've I've done. Have you been into Inverurie? I've not been into Inverurie. It's probably got a good chippy. <laughs> yes. Apparently, um, it's yeah, it's it's, it's fine. Yeah. And um, I've. Um, it's just just show, show the bypass does it show. It's good bypass. You can get past stuff on that. I it's find. got a very long curve at the north, which is good for overtaking. Yeah, mm. it's got a straight on it as well as yes. it goes slightly up a hill. Um, but no, it's it's quite a good one. Yeah, it's also got a sort of a, a sort of charing crossy section where it sort of dives into a cutting between. Inverary. Yes. Now, interestingly enough, they when they're looking at the dual carriageway plans, it just wasn't quite enough room to no. get the road in here, and they they were looking at some of the different options of yeah. how they were going to take it away. One of them was to online upgrade, but they didn't want to do that. Yeah. So they've, they're trying to pull the pull it away. From I think them. they said about 15, 20 properties, new properties would have to be demolished. Yeah, which for is this no dual good. Carriage which is route. no good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But yes, you, you, beyond this point, this is where, you know, you, you it get... It becomes to, dual carriageway yes. at the bottom of Inverurie. Now, I do remember this being built, so you can tell me yeah. all about that. So this is the long dual carriageway. This was one big scheme. It was about 10 kilometres of new dual carriageway mm-hmm. passing Kintore and Blackburn. And this opened on the 15th of September, 1998. Right. And it was Fairhurst and Balfour Beatty built it. I think Scott Wilson, again, have some involvement with this with along with Balfour Beatty. Duncan, they must have started that years ago because I remember it going on for quite a while. I remember going through on school trips and seeing a huge amount of construction, and that was definitely in the mid nineteen nineties. You know, mm. so this must have—I don't know when it started, but uh, no, it was a big improvement. Which it came oh, it on. was. Yeah, it's got some roundabouts on it. <laughs> some roundabouts is absolutely festooned on. with roundabouts. Yeah. It's got some good separate junctions yeah. as well. We have some photos of the construction of that in the oh. archive. You're not scanned yet. Not scanned. Not scanned yet. Oh. All to come. Eh? All to come soon. Great. Uh, and this takes us on to the Grampian Regional Council sections of dual carriageway from uh, Blackburn and Kintore Bypass into Ochmill Road, basically in Aberdeen. 
Right. So several schemes that were going on. Now, they wanted to, they dueled this because there was a lot of commuter traffic from Aberdeen to Inverurie and Dice and the airport. So they said, let's get this dueled. They -hmm. started in 1970 and they finished in 1994. Okay. So it took a little while. So we'll go through the schemes. So we've got the, now, John, you're going to help me here. Is it the Tearbagger Hill? Something like that. Tire, tire, bagger, tire, bagger, tire bagger hill. Tire bagger, as it sounds, yep. Tire yeah. bagger. All these, these people tire naming baggers. these places are just out to get me. <laughs> they are out to get you. It's clear we had the same trouble with the A1, I remember. No, don't, don't, <laughs> don't talk about the A1. I've forgotten, nearly forgotten about all that. Uh, so Tire Bagger Hill was done in two phases. So the first phase opened in 1970. Now, this was a very small section of dual carriage. This was about a quarter of a mile, mm-hmm. basically taking you up the hill. And this was built by William Tawes. And stage two opened in May 1983, and that was also William Tawes taking okay. down the hill. Uh, then from Tirebagger to Bucksburn, uh, that was done 1986-87, and that was tractor shovels. Built mm-hmm. that section. Good old tractor shovels, yeah. yep. And the Bucksburn diversion, which is the big roundabout uh, in Bucksburn, that opened on the 24th of January 1994, and that was tractor shovel Tawes built that. And there's a nice plaque on a big plinth for this scheme opposite the Premier Inn. You're looking at me like you didn't know this. I've only found out about it very recently myself. Can you get that in that spreadsheet? I'll get that in the spreadsheet. <laughs> what, you've discovered this fact. What condition was it in? Was it in good condition? Oh, it's lovely. There's you know two people next to it cleaning it every day. That's a bit of sarcasm. Yeah. But it marks say- there was a, a tree planted with the bypass open, so it's next to that. So right, it's opposite the Premier Inn. So if you've got some time, go and have go, a look Go and have a look, and have a look at the, the box turn diversion. Um, and then the last few sections, we've got Ockmill Road Stage 1, and that opened in 1978. And this, I think, goes across the Hodigan Roundabout. Does it? I think it does. And then we've got Stage 2, which is 1981, and that was white construction. Right. Okay. Now, the Hodigan Roundabout appeared in 1984, I think. As late as that? It's, it wasn't. I, it always, like, you know, Hodigan Roundabout, what, what it was, or, or, you know, I know that's been, that, that's quite topical right mm-hmm. now. Um, is that it's uh, always seemed quite small and dinky and substandard to me. It was very, it was very urban. It was a very yeah. urban, basic dual carriageway yeah. uh, roundabout. But um, it has recently been improved. That's which right. Which mentioned before. It's just the Hodigan it's Roundabout Improvement Scheme. It's cut a wee corner off the side. Well, I, call, I call it the Hodigan Bypass. But Hodigan yeah. Bypass. Um, I'm, I'm interested to get your opinion on it. Um, have you driven it? No. You haven't? Oh, Not yet. Oh, oh, have, yeah. have you seen how expensive fuel is these days? <laughs> That's true, actually. I um, should be very honoured you've made the trip it, down here. But it yeah. does look helpful. It's like a big filter lane. So if you're not going, if you're going up the A92 onto the airport, for example, you can cut the corner. You don't have to go around the roundabout. So this eases mm-hmm. pressure off this wee roundabout. I always feel, I mean, I've had some discussion about this on other ones. It's probably made it a lot easier to cross the whole thing on foot or bike uh, when, you're, when you're going through. So um, I'm... I'm interested to see how it performs, yeah. to be honest with you. I'll have to go give it a drive and a look. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's... And that's the end of the A96 there. It joins the high street and it beca- it becomes non-trunk. Right. Uh, that was moved uh, when the AWPR opened. There was a new roundabout built to get onto the AWPR and that's where the trunk section stops and starts. Yeah, I was going to say it has had some alterations there because the AWPR, the Aberdeen Bypass, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, it, it goes straight over the fly top. Fly over the top. Fly, fly, big fly bridge can over it. it. Um, in a junction that I don't like <gasps> at all, I don't like that interchange that they've got there because you've got to go through lights, turn, and then go to another diamond junction to turn onto it. I always thought they could have done something a bit cleverer there. It seems like a roundabout that was made for traffic lights. Yes. Seems something like that. I've always, always felt something better could be done. So... Um, we 
Is there any non-trunk E96? I was going to say, is there not a small, a small, there's a small section that goes into Aberdeen right. and it ends, yeah. I think, at the top of the high street. Okay. So that's that. And the dual carriageway ends just beyond there. Interesting. So that's yeah. that's the E96. Wow. That, End of the road. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. very educated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I didn't see much. I'm just listening intently. Yeah. I hope you've got lots of questions. Well, that's good because <laughs> there is a quiz, Stuart. I just, <laughs> you've seen the colour drain from his face there. Um, okay. Now, we can have some discussion. Yeah, I think we've got some time for that. Um, something we've mentioned quite a lot is dual carriageway uh, yes. on these things. Now, there's a kind of strategy to do dual dueling on the, the, the E96 dueling project. You know, fan, Transport Scotland have a fantastic resource of information you can look at on the website to see yep. the various options and things are considered. Duncan, though, you, you use this road... Um, not maybe as much as I did, but you mm. do drive it uh, yeah. from time to time. What's you, what's your thoughts on dueling and in general where you think it's kind of needed? Inverness to Nairn, I would say, would be good. It would be good to have that because they're going to retain the old E96 as a distributor road. Right, mm-hmm. that's so good. Be, so mm-hmm. so yeah, farmers so and the new road. all the other people and yeah. the non, non-motorised yeah. users can be on that. Beyond there, from Aldern to Elgin, I think overtaking lanes might be okay a couple of straighten it out maybe make overtaking a bit easier on the single carriageways yeah um after Fockabers doesn't really need it too much after keith huntley it's quiet that, that's what it, i hear a lot of people say but i've never been held up along that yeah i've always been on my own going along maybe it's a case of targeted things like bypass the towns give yeah. them dual carriageway bypasses maybe add in some more two plus one sections uh, where it's needed but the, the other the other way to look at this is do you not just maybe create a problem down the line with something like what we've had with the A66 where we've made sections of dual carriageway and, and then, then it's we got these gaps and then it's got these gaps and then our 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 children will be saying oh I wish they didn't just, really just dual the whole lot <laughs> you know but uh, maybe by that time we'll have flying cars who knows yeah. um, I do think just bypass Elgin yes I by, Elgin I would think needs one Elgin a lot and definitely Nairn, mm-hmm. um, a lot along with those sections as well. So, um, I mean, Nairn has got a lot of plans, but they are waiting for a bypass or some improvement to happen before all that goes on. Elgin as well. Elgin would be an interesting bypass because it would be very long to go well, round they, they, the top and round the You know, the they bottom. selected what way it was going to go. They selected it was going to go to the south. Oh, did they? They did. So that would tie up with the A941 uh, that right. goes around there. So not so great news for those people living in Lossiemouth. But um, you know that's that's what was was chosen. But you know all these these things are they're currently being under, under review at the moment. Yeah. You know so who knows who knows what's going to happen with it. Um, but certainly as we've suggested, actually, Duncan, it'd be quite nice to go up and drive this road again at some point. I'll need yeah. to. Anybody think nice driving the A ninety six is is probably <laughs> those two words don't go together. Yeah. But yes, there we go. Um, I think really. If there's any more discussion on it, Stuart, have you got anything? No, nothing. Nothing that immediately comes to mind. Um, no. As I say, I have, I have some awareness of the road, driven it once, and and, and enjoyed it. And mm. yeah, it's pretty interesting history behind it. And yeah. it doesn't sound like you guys are entirely convinced that drilling from end to end is really necessary. <sighs> Not no. Okay. Personal opinion, no. From some safety aspects, you could you could certainly argue the safety case. Yeah. Um, you could also argue the capacity case, but only at the extremities. Yeah. So when you're looking at um, Inverness to Nairn or or in around major areas like Elgin and so and stuff like okay. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how do you ensure economic growth as well? You know, yeah. if are you going to have dual carriageway that is sitting very quiet for years and years and years, while you've mm-hmm. got other places that are getting clogged up with traffic? 
Yes, you know, there's, there's certainly a, there's lots of parts of Scotland, that. especially you know in, in De Vries and Galloway and so on. Mm-hmm. Rhodes will not mention that they've been campaigning for, for for these sorts of things as well. So everyone has to wait their turn. Mm-hmm. No, you listen, know? guys, very interesting. And Duncan, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, obviously, well researched and pulled together. John, obviously, you've got a lot of working personal knowledge of yep. the road. <laughs> that was obvious. So very interesting for someone like me, my central belt hat, you know, on <laughs> listening in. That there is a world elsewhere. You know, there, is there is a world yeah. elsewhere, yeah. and it doesn't have blue signs. Uh, when is this E96 page going to appear on our website then? Oh, is that all that's coming? a terrific question, mm-hmm. Stuart. When will it appear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Probably when Soon the pressure. M9 Soon. page comes out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, well, listen, Duncan, thank you for that. Really appreciate that. John, good time to mention our sponsors. Absolutely. I'd like to thank Eastford Excavations and Highway Barrier Solutions and all the other partners who have helped us with yeah, this and, as well. And if you do want to help us with our running costs, we are always very help and happy to accept donations. Um, always grateful uh, to yeah. anyone who offers some It makes support. this possible. And um, again, we are receiving more material that we have to digitise. Yeah. We just spoke about the A96. We've got loads of stuff to share. So yeah. please support us if you can. Uh, yeah, and you find the donate button on our website, scottishroadsarchive.org. Absolutely. That's it. All right, gents. Well, I think that's us come to the end of another wonderful podcast. Wonderful yes, podcast. Um, as, as we say every edition, you can find all of our podcasts in the usual places Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. If you like them, and we hope you do, you must if you keep coming back, leave <laughs> us a review, uh, a five star one, preferably, yeah. uh, and maybe a few lines to see why you enjoy it and try and spread the word as we try and encourage more people to If you to want me to come to back us. even more, do let me know. Yes. You're always welcome. Always give us, welcome. guys, give us some suggestions as well if you want us to cover a certain topic, mm-hmm. anything roads related. Uh, that I'm researching a couple of other roads. And other oh, you don't, you've always got stuff in the pipeline. I've been to look at things. Yep. 75 anyone? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a can of worms that yeah. one a few, a few yeah. years of pricked 82 up there. as well mm-hmm. but we'll wait for them the 82, uh, that will be the 10 hour podcast yeah. yes <laughs> so um, no that, that that's terrific okay so uh, another thing is of course social media uh, don't forget you can check us out on Facebook on Twitter Instagram to get your daily fix of all kind of road historical information goodness yes and, particularly uh, your then and now posts particularly my then and now posts and boy chase car spotting posts they're terrific and yes. Duncan has some before and after posts coming, coming up as well. Yes. Oh, do Watch you? out for those. Yes, yes. I've got competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's so. great. But once again, Duncan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we will speak to you all soon. Thanks for now. Thank you. Bye.